This is Jaden Ramsey and you're listening to The Human Disposition, where I bring people that have different backgrounds and experiences to help us gain insight into what really makes us human. Hello everyone, we are finally back with another episode of The Human Disposition Podcast. I know it's been a while, so thank you for your patience, thank you for your love and support along the way, of course. Uh, But yeah, I was off traveling for about three months and didn't really have an opportunity to record anything new or post anything new actually but I was able to record some new material and that's what I'm bringing you to today. While I was traveling I went to India for about two and a half weeks and of that two weeks, I stayed at an ashram, a, a yoga ashram in Rishikesh, which is in the north of India, kind of towards the base of the Himalayas. And while there, I basically practiced yoga twice a day for about an hour and a half and meditated twice a day for about an hour each time. And it was an amazing experience. I Gosh, there's there's so much I can talk about that I took away from it, but I guess let me let me break down what the days were like. So every day I would wake up at five AM and then our meditation would be at five fifteen to six fifteen AM. Then we would have a yoga practice that started at six thirty and went to 8 a.m. and then we would have breakfast at the ashram um, and then after breakfast there would be uh, kind of free time or, or study time uh, they had a library there so they encouraged you to go read about yogic philosophy and you know just eastern philosophy in general and um, so I, I did that most of the time and uh, just read a lot of books. <laughs> and that was from 8 to 12. And then at 12, we went for lunch. And then after lunch, there was a little 30-minute uh, session of digestive breathing. So just breathing for helping digestion um, in the yoga hall. And then... After that, there was another free time session of uh, library hours or you could leave the ashram and, you know, go explore around Rishikesh. Um, I usually stayed around the ashram most of the time. I would um, go occasionally and dip in the Ganges River, which which flows through Rishikesh, and it's really ice cold because it comes from the Himalayas. So it was a nice, uh, refreshing treat. Pretty much every day I dipped in that and because um, it was super hot while I was there. Um, but yeah, then at about 3 p.m., I think, is when we'd have a yogic philosophy session with the guru, the resident guru that was um, at the uh, ashram. And I guess I should say the ashram that I went to was Yoga Nikitan. Um, it's a pretty famous ashram in Rishikesh. Um, so this yoga philosophy session um, would just be this guru uh, talking about 
yogic philosophy and he would take questions from anybody who was interested in learning about more about yogic philosophy or anything um, that came up during their yoga practice or so yeah that's what I was able to record uh, I asked him if I could record some of his lectures and um, thought it would be interesting to bring back to show you guys kind of what I experienced in some of the yogic philosophy um, so I have about a couple uh, sessions I, I taped with him so this was uh, one of the first and maybe I'll do a couple others where I post more but we'll see what you guys think about it first um, and yeah so after you know the yogic uh, philosophy session with the guru we would have a tea for about 30 minutes and then we would do our afternoon yoga practice um, and then after that we would have our another hour-long meditation session after our yoga practice um, and then after the meditation was dinner at 7 p.m. I believe um, and then after dinner there would be various activities throughout the week we would do some kirtan sometimes which is like uh, chanting music um, praise music basically uh, uh, like you would see in like church or something um, just a lot of instruments and chanting you know similar songs uh, throughout and then we would do like different kinds of meditation or other yogic practices basically um, and uh, yeah and then that would be it It'd be around 10 p.m. go back to bed and get back up and do the same thing over again so I did that for two weeks 14 days straight and it was amazing um, I think I learned a lot about myself it, it's it's really interesting because I feel like we in the West don't get a lot of time to do or experience things like this and we're always on the go we always have something to do something going on and this was just like two weeks of me basically doing nothing but having awareness on you know myself uh, my breath what I was thinking my just trying to be as present as possible for you know a long period of time which is very difficult but a lot of things come up in that period of time which is like wow it's it's very uh it's a very unique experience and i don't think you have to go to places like this to in order to experience these things um but it definitely helps to be able to kind of put yourself in like this box and be like okay you know i, I can't leave i can't do much so i'm i might as well just sit here and try to meditate and try to you know do my yoga practices um and yeah i'm not gonna lie it was it was hard sometimes and because it was really hot and my room didn't have air conditioning so some nights i didn't really get too much sleep but overall it was it was a great experience and, and looking back it was you know a very profound experience and it took a lot of will i think the first week or so uh to continue to you know move forward I guess being committed to staying there for two weeks um, because it was so hot and I was doing this twice a day for yoga practices and meditation and it's very difficult for me to sit cross-legged in, in that position for an hour twice a day. My 
hips were just, you know, always in pain. Um, so I just really took a long time to get acclimated and, but like the power of the will is, is very strong. As long as you can tap into that, it's, you can do a lot of things. So, um, that's probably the biggest takeaway I have from it. And the coolest thing that I learned, um, and yeah, there's the people that I met there were all on a similar, you know, wavelength that I was. So it was really cool to conversate with other like-minded individuals and from all over the world and um, connect with people, connect with the people living at the ashram. Um, yeah, and, and it was just a, probably the most unique experience that I've had in my life. And I'm so thankful I, I got to do it. And, and got the urge to go and just decided to do it. So um, that's a little bit about the ashram. I'm, I'm sorry, this is a long intro, but uh, I also wanted to just note, you'll hear in this um, session that he talks about, in the beginning, he talks about prana. And I just wanted to note that uh, if you're unfamiliar with this term, he doesn't really explain it much. But for the yogis, prana is the life force uh, or it can be considered like the breath energy. Um, if you've heard of chi in Chinese philosophy, um, it's similar to that. Um, so just the, I guess, what keeps us going, what keeps us alive, basically. Um, so he'll talk about that and he'll get into that. But I think that's a good enough base for you to start at to understand what he's talking about in the session. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this podcast and hope you can gain some wisdom from this enlightened master. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's really cool to um, connect with this individual that's been doing these yogic practices for you know 40 years or so. Um, so uh yeah without further ado i'll let you guys get into it Prana. 
the vital force, the living force. If you have fluctuations in the vital being of yours, if you have impulses in the prana, so impulses or disturbances in the prana creates disturbance in the mind, in the body, in the emotions, in the thoughts as well. So first and foremost thing is to make the prana relax, calm. If you want to have the mind, thoughts or emotions calm. And to make the prana calm and relaxing, there are some breathing exercises known as pranayamas. And some pranayamas are aggressive or fast type of, some pranayamas are very cooling and relaxing type of. As anulom vilom pranayama is relaxing type of, nadi shodhana, Brahmari Pranayama and Uddhigit Pranayama, Om Chanting, with the deep inhaling, deep exhaling. These are the Pranayamas which helps to calm the mind down, to have the thoughts and emotions relax down and calm down. Sometimes we have hyperactivities in the brain too much uh, high energy waves frequencies makes us hyper and uh, too much active and sometimes uh, disturbed. Too much activity cannot allow us to be staying balanced and we feel disturbance, we feel too much uh, things to do and uh, we feel too much and too many thoughts and too much energy in the body flowing, but we cannot handle and calm it down. Sometimes we have a lot of energy rushing inside the body, especially a lot of energy rushing towards the higher chakras in case of hyperactivities of the brain. But you have to learn how to balance that energy. Having energy wave frequencies hyper feels good in starting, but later on it becomes the cause of disturbance in the emotions and feelings, in the actions and reactions. You can have the hyper brain activities. You can have the high brain waves frequencies, but you should be knowing how to balance and how to handle that. Means, if only brain cells are on higher frequencies and other body parts, cells are lagging behind, so there is mismatching. You will have headache, you will have the brain hemorrhage, you will have the uh, brain stroke and too much activation activities in the brain. But you cannot translate that energy, that activity, that thought in day-to-day life. 
because other parts of your body, other cells of your body are not with matching frequencies. They are lazy, inactive or they are having disease or disorders. They have inactivity and laziness. They have inertia. So in most of the cases it happens that you have a lot of activities, lot of energy rushing in the brain, petals in the brain area, but other parts of your body, other cells of your body are not that much higher frequencies. So they are in the effect of the inertia and laziness or disease or inactivity or some pain or suffering, but you have the thoughts very high. So you feel the mismatching, disbalance, you feel the great gap, a big gap between the thoughts and the actions and reactions, between the emotions and feelings and your day-to-day life, uh, how to translate that thought, that emotion in gram. So we need to learn to balance the energy waves, especially to balance the brain waves frequencies. It is nice to have the higher brain waves frequencies, but at the same time other body parts, other cells of other parts of body also needs to have shift on higher frequencies. And yoga with the help of pranayama, with the help of yogasanas, with the help of chanting and meditation, mudras and bandhas, helps you to have all the cells of the body having shift on higher energy waves frequencies. So that you can have all the body parts, all the body cells, vibrating or going with higher energy waves frequencies, going with higher energy level, going with higher level of consciousness altogether. It should not be like that, that one part of your body is got shift on higher level of consciousness, the other part is lazy or unconscious or subconscious or inactive or suffering or in inertia. And this is the tendency of the human body. Not only this is the tendency of the material body of human being, this is the tendency of matter, whether living or non-living. All the material body, the matter tends to be in inertia, to be in inactivity to be in laziness and sleeping and dormant state. It loves to be staying in darkness and in eagerness. Now the material body of human being, the cells are learning to be awakened, to be conscious, to be active and to be more and much more awakened. So awakening is going on. The awakening is still continuing and because our body, our 
life is the part of the infinity. So awakening is also infinite. The awakening of our being is also endless. So more you are awakened, much more you can be awakened. The more you are conscious, much more conscious you can be. The more you are active or enlightened, much more enlightened you can be. There is nowhere the full stop that, okay, this person is finally or ultimately enlightened. What does it mean? There is a great confusion in all over the world. Most of the spiritual seekers, they learn and know and study about enlightenment, liberation. They think enlightenment is a state. Somebody got that state, that level. It means after that no more enlightening is continue or possible. But it is not like that. Experiences of the experienced people in the yoga and the spirituality uh, says, uh, reveals that enlightening is a process, not a stage. We all are in the process of enlightening. We are already enlightened, but we are partly enlightened. We are little bit enlightened. Now we are in the process of being enlightened more and much more. In the same way we are conscious, but we are partly conscious. We are awakened, but we are partly awakened. We are in the process of being more awakened and more conscious. On a particular level of consciousness, you see and understand and perceive the things in different way. On another level of consciousness, you the same person understand and perceive and see the things, feel the things, the same thing in different ways. So you can never say that this is the reality or this is the illusion. On one level of consciousness, something is reality for you. On another level of consciousness, that is the illusion for you. When you are more awakened, when you are on higher level of consciousness, better level of consciousness than that, then you see that that time you were thinking you are conscious or you are awakened or this is the reality, now you came to know that was also not the reality. It was transitory, transitionally like that. And you could see that thing in that way because of particular level of consciousness. When you are with higher level or lower level of consciousness, you yourself understand and see and feel the thing, the same thing in quite different ways. So you have so many different level of the consciousness and on different, different level of consciousness, you 
understand, see, feel, listen, and perceive the things in different, different ways. So what is the reality for you now? That is the illusion for you the next time, the next day, the next year. So there is a great uh, discussion or effort to be made to know what is the reality. The definition, the parameter of the reality depends on the level of consciousness. Something that is real for you, the same thing is unreal or illusion for you. Because another day or another year you are in another level of consciousness, not with the same level. So, we have been uh, having fluctuations in the consciousness but we have to learn how to be free from these fluctuations, how to be staying maximum or more or most of time in ideal or same state of consciousness, in higher state of consciousness, and how to level up from higher to much more higher and higher to so it is endless because we are the part of infinite being. So we have the consciousness infinite to be awakened. So consciousness is in process of awakening, but awakening of consciousness is infinite because it is the part of the infinite being. It is the infinite consciousness. It is the infinite potential we are born with. So, growth of consciousness means you are recognizing and identifying your infinite potentials. You are realizing and feeling and revealing your higher faculties, higher powers and higher level of and generally people start saying this is miracle or this is divine or this is great and spiritual and godly and like God. It is their mistake saying and seeing like that because they could not realize and identify the infinite potential of the human being. So. When they have some higher faculties, higher powers getting active and awakened, they start seeing it like a great thing or superior thing or something divine or beyond the world. They take time to believe that it is not beyond the world, it is not from heaven. It is already in our potential but we were not knowing and realizing. It was in sleeping state, it was in awaken, unawakened state, now it is getting awakened or more 
awakening is taking place. So, hyperactivities, higher energy waves frequencies, or too much energy rushing inside the body should be tapped down, should be regulated with the help of pranayamas, with the help of meditation. And uh, I have seen some of the people, they have hyper brain activities. They have too much brain activities, thinking a lot, planning a lot, and doing a lot of mental labor, but their body is not working that much. So there is mismatching, miscommunication and gap between the cells of the brain and the cells of other parts of the body. The cells of the brain got shift on higher frequencies and cells of other parts of the body lagging behind. So they are still in the clutch of inertia, inactivity, laziness and sickness and disease disorders. And there is just higher consciousness in one part of the body. The other parts are still lazy, suffering, full of pain, full of darkness, full of inertia and inactivity. That is why some, what happens, so-called intelligent people, they fall into the trap of inertia and inactivity and darkness. They fall into the grip of the desires and emotions and feelings. They fall in the trap of lust and anger and so many cravings for them. Because they could not transform the other parts of the body. They could not have transformation in the higher, in the energy level frequencies in another part of the body. They are emphasizing or working more and more on the brain level, on the cells of the brain, on the neurons. So there is hyper activity, higher consciousness in the brain patterns, in the brain area, but other parts of the body lagging behind and mismatching. So gap is there and damage starts taking place. It is like that that one compartment, one bogey of the train wants to run with a speed of 200 per hour kilometer. And the another bogey says, no, no, I want to run 50. I want to run 70. Another said, no, no, 10 one. So all the bogies with their different level of frequencies or speed, if they would work, there would be accident, damage, harm. Journey will not take place. It will get broken within itself, by its own parts. So it is almost the same with us as well. 
having hyperactivities or higher energy waves frequencies in the brain feels good. But what about other parts of the body? Could you have shift there as well? Or just one part of your body having shift and got on a higher level, the other parts is still in laziness and inertia. That will never do. Yoga makes you working in all the cells, in all the parts of the body. Yoga is never in the favor of your brain should be active and active, more active, more active. Yoga is in the favor of your hands and legs and feet, every part, everything should be active, sensitive. Every part should be open and receptive. Every part should be having higher energy wave frequencies to go with, not just one part. When all the bogies, all the parts of the body got agreed to have shift on higher frequencies, so all together journey is higher frequencies and movements. So no accident, no problem. Harmony takes place with speed. There is no problem that speed is increasing or motion is too much. So there will not be harmony. There may be the harmony with too much speed and motion as well. Provided all the parts of that body, that train or that vehicle or that body, all the parts should go with that higher frequencies altogether. It is never like that that you have one part lagging behind or in the clutch or in their last or past practices and habits. You can never allow the brain to have the great thoughts and another part of yours is still in the last or past habits and cravings and desires. So, one time you are very great and another time just you got shift into downfall. Great difference. Little difference is okay. Little fluctuation you can manage, but big fluctuation, here to there and there to here, sometime there, sometime here, sometime it is very difficult to manage such great fluctuations and such fast fluctuations. Sometimes this, sometimes that. You can't handle So you want to handle these disturbances, these fluctuations, yoga is the tool for. Meditation and pranayama is the tool for. Otherwise, you should not complain of fear and you should not complain of having the damage. You should not complain having the mismatching things within the same body. You want to get up early in the morning, one part of your being saying, okay, good, it's a good thing. Another part of your being saying, what is necessary? to get up so early. Let 
the stake more less. So it happens always like that. That all the cells are never all together. Some cells are agree with this, some cells are not agree with that, some cells are coming together, some cells are going somewhere else, some cells are lazy and inactive, they are not conscious and awakened enough, they want to be enjoying, they have been enjoying being in inertia and inactivity. When you making them exercise first, they resist, they try to convince you not to do like that, let them be resting, let them be staying in their comfortable zone, don't make them active and awakened. So in starting resistance takes place, but if you are conscious and happily going, having patience, so gradually they get convinced and get happy, get transformed changed. Gradually they can have change in their habits, in their practices, in their cravings and desires in past and past circulatory pattern. Otherwise they keep on going with their last or past habits, with their comfortable zone, what they are feeling comfortable with, what they know how to be with. If you make them shift into unknown things, they always will resist any starting. Because it is very easy to be in this well-known system and situation and condition and circumstance. It is always difficult to be in unknown job. It feels uncomfortable to be there. You have to learn how to be there. Body cells, they don't have to learn. If you allow them to be in the same state of consciousness, so to be in inertia, they don't have to learn. They know very well how to sleep, how to be in inactivity in inertia. So inertia, inactivity, laziness, darkness is the very nature of the matter. So the material body knows how to go in. It has to learn how to be active. It doesn't need to learn how to be inactive. It knows very well. So having patience, keep on working on yourself to be active, to be awakened, to be conscious more and much more. Never be lazy. Never be losing the patience. never be in the trap of last or past habits and practices. Sometime if you are in that habit, in that trap, then be aware and conscious. Go deep into your being again and again by meditation, by observation, to have self-analysis, to have awareness to look deep into yourself so that you can work deep into your being. You should not have 
so many things untouched or unseen or undone and when they come up all of a sudden you say oh how i can do this how i am feeling this why i am feeling this how i can think like that sometime you do something you think something that you don't want to think what do i want to do it means the thought the emotion the desire the impression is already there you could not see if you are aware going deep into meditation you can see what is coming up nothing no action or reaction or desire come all of sudden first it comes in form of energy in form of some disturbance and sickness and fluctuations later on it turns into emotions and feelings and desires and cravings later on it comes in action and reaction in the world in the gross form so before it comes in the world in the gross form you handle on the thoughts level you handle on the emotions before they taking shape in the form of emotions and the thoughts you handle that energy on the energy level on the level of disturbances and vibrations and fluctuations so it is the sequence like that we have the tools in meditation in yoga chanting pranayama these are helping us to make us calm relaxed balanced otherwise it is a human body nature to be having fluctuation disturbances and mind wandering it is our responsibility to learn how to make it calm how to make it relaxed and calm we can never say like that that it is because of the desire of that supreme power it is because of some divine forces it is because of some another forces i was in the trap i was in the position identify it is your own power it is your own potential it is in your own potential to handle to balance to change to transform to work again it is just excuse to say that uh, i had these emotions because of atmosphere because of such environment and such things happening 
these available things or atmosphere or circumstances are favorable conditions, but you have that thing already. Something you have already that will come up, which you don't have, how that can come up? Now, many people say, you made me angry. It made me irritated. It means anger was already there, you could not see, you could not have eye contact. You never knocked the door deep into, you could never see that anger is already there. And because of this or that person or this or that thing, the anger coming up. So when anger getting getting favorable condition, it is coming, coming up. And that is a problem in the uh, religious and divine people and so-called saint and so many spiritual peoples as well. They think they are divine, they don't have anger, they don't have lust, they don't have greed, they don't have the lower nature effect. But when they are in the favorable conditions, when these things get favorable conditions, then the anger or lust or such things are there, the greed, etc. coming up, the attachment, etc. I have seen so many uh, spiritual seekers and practitioners uh, once they were pretending that they don't have any attachment with any family members or with their friends or with their brother, sister, parents, but when the opportunity takes place, the conditions were favorable, nobody see, or they were having power in their hand, so they helping to their family members and they caring and they having, they translating that attachment. So they were free from attachment when they were not having the favorable conditions, the pretending and showing like that. Actually it is not their fault, they could not recognize it, they could not look into they were thinking it is not there. I, I don't have anger, but anger is there. When there are some conditions, situations, the anger comes up. up. But if the spiritual practitioner going deep into meditation, going deep into awareness and deep into the consciousness, they can see the things laying there and sleeping there and in dormant state. So they are aware, I have this type of thing. I should not be falling in the trap or in the grip of this thing. I have this thing sleeping state. I have this habit, I have this weakness inside me, in sleeping state. I should be aware 
not to be repeating, not to be going in the trap, in the grief of that. So we need to be aware, we need to be conscious. But yet another thing is that you are not always conscious and always aware. If you are aware and conscious, you are not that much aware or that much conscious. You are conscious, but you are not that much conscious sometimes you miss. So, the journey is so colorful, so adventurous, so interesting. Even a single moment you are not aware, downfall can Even every moment you are aware and you are conscious, but you are not that much conscious, that is required or expected or needed. Because on that level of consciousness, you can understand and see something, not everything. There are so many things which you can't understand and see. However great and supreme and divine you are, you can understand and feel and sense better than others. You are more awakened and more conscious than others, than normal people. But it is never like that, that you are conscious totally. Ultimately, you can understand each and everything as it is. So you need to be aware, you need to be aspiring for higher and much more higher level of consciousness. You need to be witnessing before you think. You need to be witnessing before you speaking. You need to be witnessing before you acting and reacting. And to be the witness, awareness is necessary. To be witness, you need to be aware, you need to be conscious. Only conscious or aware person, aware being can be witness. Sleeping person or dormant or lazy can never be the witness. So more awakening is there, more consciousness is there, more or much better witness you are of your journey, of your self, of your growth. Yoga is a helping tool to transform the consciousness, to expand the consciousness. It is not a philosophy, it is not a religion, it is not a, uh, yet another tradition or culture. 
it is a tool to expand your consciousness more, to make you aware more. It is a helping tool so that your journey should become more beautiful, more peaceful, more light and truth. Otherwise, with the low level of consciousness, you are in the journey, you can't see and understand each and everything. You can't handle each and everything. So be enjoying your being and be working on yourself without losing the patience, without being lazy and going into inertia or trap of inactivity. Never forget that it has been the tendency of the material body. And now we are in the process of having awakening. We need to make more and more efforts, more. Effort. Thank you for being here. Namaste.